Search Press is the leading supplier of arts and crafts books in the UK. They publish beautiful and practical art books. Overall, a good art book needs to delight, inspire and instruct us artists and crafters of all skill levels all over the world. And all of Search Press books do that perfectly. So if you're in need of a dose of creative inspiration, then do check out their extensive book listings. Simply search searchpress.com or take a look at the show notes on the podcast website. And soon you can put your feet up in the studio with a good read from Search Press. Hi, I'm Peter Keegan. And I'm Tom Shepherd, And welcome to Ask an Artist, the podcast designed for working artists and makers, people just like us, who are looking for tips and advice, ideas and strategies for not only making, but selling their work too. Covering a range of topics from social media to approaching galleries, interviewing fellow artists and industry experts, Ask an Artist podcast is here to keep you company in the studio and to help you on your artistic journey. As creatives selling our work, we'd love to have all of it disappear immediately to new homes, but I think for many of us, it's not actually the case. Whether it's a full-blown piece that never found a home in an exhibition, smaller pieces that have maybe not seen the light of day, or even little sketches and demos, there's a high chance that as the years go on, we amass more and more of our own work. So the topic for today is kind of back to selling, but specifically, can we or should we discount our work at any point? Whilst it might be a good idea to stimulate sales, it feels like there are many other considerations too. So Peter and I are going to dive into the ins and outs of this interesting topic. Peter, have you ever discounted your work before? Um, Well, I haven't. The reason I say so is um, I I completely relate to that feeling of being swamped by so much artwork. As a creative person, I'm creating and creating and creating more, and that's in my own artistic free time. Uh, and it's also in my teaching time. Of course, when I'm teaching, I'm painting examples, drawing examples, and some of which are, you know, they're not terrible pieces. They're pieces I'd be quite happy with, and sometimes people wish to purchase them. And over a period of time, going back, I suppose, of 10, 15 years, I have a lot of work uh, mounting up. And the dream is, as you quite rightly said, that they would all be on other people's walls, but inevitably things <laughs> do remain in the studio now that is partly my fault i am keeping things back purposely everything isn't for sale i need to put things for sale that i'm 100 percent happy with i very rarely sell publicly the kind of the demonstrations and teaching examples that feeling of you know so much work surrounding me can be overwhelming uh, sometimes mm. do you have that similar feeling oh definitely absolutely i think it's completely normal, I think, especially when um, you're quite prolific or just in general over the years, like we do amass a lot of our own work, even if we sell a lot of it. And like you said, though, I do a lot of demonstrating. And over the last three or four years, I have done so much demonstrating and I've got just piles and piles of paintings. And interestingly, as time's gone on, my demonstrations have got closer in quality quite often to the the level of my kind of studio pieces that I might sell and a lot of them are actually up at the same level. This is an interesting topic right now because I'm having a huge studio sale clear out, an absolutely massive clear out. I've just, I've had enough of having so many paintings everywhere. I don't have the physical space for it anymore, but also I'm kind of reaching an interesting point in my um, career and also my creative journey where I've got 
this kind of new body of work I want to get to. And I feel like a lot of this work sitting here in my studio needs to be sort of emotionally cleared out, if you will, to make kind of a creative space for, for new work moving forward. So I am having a huge online studio sale and it's got everything from large pieces that never sold at an exhibition right through to little sketches, but ones that I feel people might find interesting and the like. And then demonstrations, everything from quick 10 minute demonstrations in acrylic, right through to three hour demonstrations in watercolour um, and everything in between. So it's a real mishmash of, of, of pieces. I'm fascinating. You're selling pieces from a while ago that the odd or two paintings that never sell in previous exhibitions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at the whole lot. I'm selling demonstrations in acrylics, even a couple of oils that I did maybe six, seven, eight years ago, possibly longer, right through to demonstrations I've done in the last couple of months. So um, I would say in total, there's about 350 paintings that have been up for sale. Wow. Yeah, because I demonstrate a lot. I have done <laughs> in the past. So they, they just they literally just pile up. Um, and in order to uh, kind of stimulate the sales and get all these paintings moving, I have decided to have quite a significant discount on the majority of the work that I'm selling. So I'm very careful here to say that, A, this is not something that I would do regularly. And B, I've been very considered into which pieces sell at what prices uh, and which ones are heavily discounted and which ones are a little closer to what they might be at. At full price because I think we do have to carefully consider this for for various reasons. I think that's really interesting that you have identified this. This is a one-off. This is a special thing, and you have justified the reason. You're not just dropping the prices because they're not selling or because they're lingering. You're doing mm. this because I think what's particularly interesting is you feel that this almost sort of this burden of previous work almost needs mm. to be shed. You need to shed this skin in order for you to kind of take the next steps forward in this new creative direction you wish to take. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really nice way of putting it. And I think as as we've both now said that the important thing is here that it's not like I would drop these prices randomly and then just shunt them all back up again and then randomly drop them again a few months later. This is very specifically, if we want to use the term marketed, as I'm having a big studio clear out. Here's an opportunity to pick up a wide variety of paintings to suit your budget. And that's the kind of approach I'm taking. I think that what I've struggled with is, okay, so I've got people, collectors that have bought paintings in the past at a certain price at a certain point in my career. Um, so it's kind of like, how do you not, not really not upset people, but how are you fair to people that have bought your work in the past was a big consideration. So for some of these pieces, it's really easy. Like I've got these little A4 acrylic demos that I did six, seven, eight years ago. Mm. They're very clearly demonstrations, but they're still like kind of funky, cool little paintings. But I'm being fully transparent that they are demonstrations. Uh, and it's not that the quality is subpar. It's just that the time taken on them is probably a lot less. And they are also much more my older work and they're kind of priced appropriately. Whereas um, some more recent watercolours of kind of A3 size that are quite similar to an exhibition I did recently, the price of those is notably higher. It's still discounted from what they would be. There's a couple of ways I thought about that. Number one is that people that have previously bought my work, they get first dibs on these paintings. That's through my mailing list and my little spreadsheets of who's bought my work. And also those people also get a further 30% discount 
on the already discounted prices. So for me, that was a way to involve my previous buyers and hopefully give them a little opportunity to purchase first, really. I think that's quite a clever way of doing it because you're seeing this as a as, as a twofold exercise, as a mm. way of finding new homes for your stock, your painting. But actually, you're incentivizing it by you're giving your customers, your followers, your your loyal um, people who've collected your work. You're kind of giving them that unique opportunity, that first mm. refusal, an opportunity to invest in you in that little bit further. So you're, you're very clever how you've managed to achieve both things really well. And but you're very aware of that. You know, I've noticed the way that you've marketed this. It's not just uh, I'm selling it off. Have a look. You have planned this very carefully. Mm. Yeah, I have definitely. Uh, and, and for all the reasons we've just mentioned, I think it, and this is the point I think of this episode is like, Hey, yeah, no, do discount your work if you want to stimulate sales, but give it some careful thought and don't just maybe think about it from your point of view. Yeah. Uh, think about it from the point of view of your potential buyers and even probably more importantly, your past buyers as yeah. well. So I think there's a lot to think about. Um, but it's, I don't think it's the only way, uh, to discount your work. We're, we're talking about here. F- I'm having a specific sale with a specific target marketed in a specific way. But, you know, there are times when I've discounted my work on the spot as well, like at an exhibition or something, which is also something to consider. I don't know if you've experienced that, Pete. Yeah, I think when you're at point to point with the customer in a face to face uh, transaction, you can read the customer, can't you? You can sort of get a feeling of, of what they're looking for and whether the price might just be that little bit too much for them. Now, if it is a case that you can drop the price by 5%, 10% or knock £50 off or whatever, if that's all it's going to take in order for the customer to say, yes, okay, I'll, I'll take that picture home. From my perspective, I think that's worth doing. It does depend, of course, on the artwork in question and, and the, the quantity of money that you're taking away. But for some people, you know, it, that £10 might just be that little bit too much. I just have to ask myself, A, as a businessman, is that really going to affect me? Am I going to want to, would I rather see the picture sell for just 10% uh, less and still get that money in the bank? Or am I going to say, no, actually, I'm not going to sell it to that. I'll hope for a higher buyer. And then that higher buyer might not come. And I have to balance mm. that kind of carefully and appropriately. But Doing that in that face-to-face capacity, I do find it slightly easier to read. Now, you have to be careful. Of course, there's always going to be someone coming and going, oh, that's a lot of money for that. Can you do it half price? And Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're always, you know, I appreciate people are trying to haggle. And, and if you don't ask, you don't get. And there will be times I'll shoot back and say, no, it is, it, I'm proud to sell it at this price. None yeah. of my previous collectors have had any problems with that, which is quite a nice way of, of kind of shooting that down, I always find. And also my other answer to that in the past has been, oh, I can do that for half price, but you will have to pay these for a full price. You know, just a bit of a joke at it. You know, you can you can have a bit of fun with it as well, because I have had people genuinely come in and... I don't know if they're playing a bit of a game, but kind of pretending to be shocked at the prices of your work and then making crazy offers on your work. I think some people do just have a bit of a, a bit of a try and yeah. it, it's nice to kind of have a bit of a comeback in your yeah. arsenal, as it were. And I think that's the thing to be aware of. And that's, I would say that's the point where you should not discount your work. If someone's coming at you and saying, Oh, please go on, do it for a bit lower. If you can't justify that reason yeah. of why you're giving a discount, then you shouldn't because you're underselling yourself. Yeah. Whereas your perspective in your studio sale, there is an absolutely justifiable reason of why mm. you're doing it as a strong purpose uh, for the previous work and where you're going in the future. It is f- fine to do it that way. But if someone was to come at you cold and say, oh, go on, mate, I'll have that a bit cheaper. Thank you. <laughs> 
there's no justification why no. that person should receive a significant discount. No, exactly. One thing that I have done um, in the past is if people, sort of joking aside, said to people, well, if you were to buy a couple of paintings, then we could talk about a discount. Or just as a gesture, if someone has decided to buy two or three paintings on the spot, I just say, hey, just as a gesture to say thank you, I'm going to knock 10% off. Uh, and I, I do little things like that all the time. Or like if I have a collector who's bought a lot of my work in the past, they're emailing me about a piece. And just as a gesture, again, I say, hey, you're a previous buyer. I appreciate your support. I'm going to knock X percent off the price just to say thank you. It's it's building a relationship with people either in the short term or the long term as well. So there's definitely a place for it. Uh, and I think I just want to add on quickly to my studio sale as an example. One of the the other things that I'm trying to be clear about with it is that this is firstly it's going to be the last opportunity to buy any of these paintings because one of the things I, I marketed it with was it's going to be a bonfire sale so you better buy a painting or they're all going on the bonfire which some of them are however also out of that has come some opportunities to put them in various institutions that would actually benefit from having artwork on the walls so that when the sale ends that's it these paintings one way or another are gone so it's an opportunity I can imagine that being one heck of a colourful bonfire. I think that's a very clever piece of marketing because, of course, that's going to entice people to go, no, 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 don't throw your beautiful pieces away. But we have talked about this before that I think sort of deleting work and, and looking and reviewing your work and archive and mm. keeping the good stuff and, and destroying the stuff that perhaps doesn't show you in the best light where you were just experimenting or not playing. Mm. Artists of the past have done that. You know, Monet, the famous impressionist artist he famously took his knife and would slash yeah. his canvases that he thought were terrible even though he had buyers and collectors and dealers itching to take it out of his yeah. studio for him it was not at that level and standard so he would destroy his canvases mm. and have bonfires so i think this is a thing that's happened uh, in the past of quite a very healthy process i think it is a healthy process for a creative person and although there's lots i'm selling and have sold and there is a, a healthy amount going to um, other causes. I do also behind me have a huge pile of ones that just simply have not made the cut. When I look back, they're like, no one should pay for that. <laughs> and no one should even have it on their walls. And I've got a nice pile that is going to be quite cathartic to kind of get rid of as long with the, the process of getting rid of all of um, the other ones. The other way I, I want to point out as well is I'm, when I pulled out all of my paintings before I decided to have this discount and this sale, just looking at how many I had, I also decided it was time for, and this is going to sound a bit strange initially, it's time to up my prices of my paintings. So I've also been very clear to the people buying in this studio sale that I am about to put up all of my prices by a certain percentage. So this again is an opportunity for you to add to your collection if you want to. I think it's time we take a short pause and we're going to investigate and explore some of our favourite art materials. If I was going to be stuck on a desert island somewhere and could only have one brush, something from Rosemary & Co's Red Dot Collection would be the one. They're made to perfectly emulate the famous sable hair brushes. They hit that perfect balance between the softness of squirrel brushes and the springiness of the more normal kind of nylon or synthetic brush. This means they hold loads of water and pigment, still gliding smoothly over the page, but they also are springy enough to have that kind of lively feeling in the hand, the characteristic so loved of traditional sable hairbrushes. 
They also provide incredible control and finesse when it's needed and are fantastic for more delicate dry brushwork. I use them at all sizes, right from the largest mops down to the smallest pointed rounds, and I've also found myself loving their version of the beaver tail short flats. They're all lovingly made here in the UK. Be sure to check them out, along with all the Rosemary & Co brush ranges, at rosemaryandco.com, where you can also order a free catalogue shipped anywhere in the world. And now we've had our brush fixed, let's get back to talking about when is it appropriate to discount your work? Is it appropriate? And I like to carry on what you were saying just a moment ago in terms of sort of selling works for multiple works and then giving a little bit of a discount. And that is something I have done. If a customer is purchasing one piece and considering the second one, sometimes uh, just having that slight discount can certainly help that. Yeah. I would, I would also echo what you've said in terms of, you know, loyal customers, you know, in terms of the way we sell and the way the marketplace works is previous customers are sometimes your best customers that they will come back and they will spend more. Some of my best customers are those that have spent um, and bought previous works and have done other things with me before. So in, it's some way it's a loyalty scheme and you have Mm. that in, of course, in all other retail, you have loyalty cards and things where you get money off or vouchers. It's, you are rewarding that customer loyalty that support that philanthropic nature that they have for us as craftspeople and as artists and I think it's nice to reward that and I think it pays dividends because then they inevitably will eventually come back for more and if they Mm. don't that good nature and that good sales approach that you gave them that'll only spread in them recommending you and telling other people about how good you are as an artist so I think it it reflects rather well on you if you particularly look after those that are being uh, very supportive of yourself oh completely I think we've spoken about it so many times in the podcast that yes you want to have new buyers you want to get in front of new people but also you cannot neglect at all the importance of your previous supporters and your buyers and like you said reward them for being loyal to you it's it's kind of an easy thing and i i also know it feels good to do it for me it feels nice um you've got to find a percentage that feels good for you as well but i also know that from experience of having done this a lot like the the appreciation from the buyer for this even a small gesture is huge so mm. it should not be underestimated at all and it's i feel it's a great opportunity to to offer a discount another yeah. thing that's just popped into my head we're kind of jumping a little bit here but another way that i've seen some artists uh, approach the discount thing just to stimulate sales gently and ongoingly um is like they might have a uh, like a chosen painting every week or every month that goes out to the mailing list or goes out on on the front page of their website or something. It's just like, oh, hey, this month's painting of the month is this one. And as you know, the painting of the month is 20% off and it just and then it's going to go back up to full price again. It just I think it piques people's interest. It, it's a reason to open your email or it's a reason to visit your web, website continually. There's going to be people that want a certain painting and they might be so worried that someone's going to snap it up when it drops down to 20% that they buy it on the spot or they want to wait until the price drops and they buy it. Either way, like it's a win for everyone and it's just a nice little little marketing ploy but i don't feel that Mm. you are being unfair to anyone because everyone knows that any painting has a potential of of hitting this at at some point so i think that can be a nice little way to work things too yeah i think and again it's back to that rewarding the customer now another way i 
um, do that with my own work is I often open up my studio um, every year for an arts weeks here in Buckinghamshire for for two weeks. And it gives me an opportunity to invite people that uh, know me, people that follow me, customers, collectors, but also people who have no idea who who I am or what I do. I invite them into my studio, my natural habitat, and where all the magic and where all the art happens and people walk in and they smell the oil paint and the linseed oil and they can see all the colour on the walls and they, you know, they get quite excited because this is where an artist works and it gives me as an opportunity to showcase everything I do. So I have sketchbooks out, I have the finished mm. paintings, I have works in progress and I have preliminary studies and I use this as an opportunity for those people many of which may have never bought in a piece of original art before. Yeah. They may have never ne- met a, an artist before in the flesh. For some people, artists are dead historical figures, not realising that they're uh, us living creatures of artists <laughs> living in amongst uh, the neighbourhoods and communities. But it gives them an opportunity to meet and see me and to see work. And I have some work as a studio sale. So it's all laid out. Mm. Many of them are not framed. It's sort of these are pieces on canvas or paper or card or whatever the material is these aren't the kind of final presented pieces they're just laid out and it's a wonderful way as a starting point to encourage people to buy art and they're they're heavily discounted sometimes 50 percent or more um sometimes i just find a nice round price say it's 200 pounds for all paintings this size or all landscapes this size are Mm. x amount and it's it just it's a great introductory point these pictures were otherwise going to get stored in my filing cabinet or eventually thrown away. And it's amazing how many people engage with them. They, yeah. they do get excited. They take them. And as I said earlier, the follow through is fantastic because mm. they buy that inexpensive painting today. And then in a few years time, they'll come back and say, would love something else. And then inevitably they end up buying something that is at full price and it's full presentation standard. So I find that works particularly well for me and I'll be doing it again this year as well. There's so many things I like about that approach. Number one is that you're offering people these paintings at a price because they're buying direct from you in a very special situation. Uh, and I think what's also nice, and you mentioned there, is you're you're possibly giving the opportunity for people to buy some original art at a price point that is maybe more affordable. Uh, and I think that's a really lovely thing in itself and i think also the big takeaway i i think i'm i'm getting here as we discuss this is there's, there's just got to be complete transparency about what you're selling these for what the price is what it's going to be like for other buyers moving forward it's just very clear very transparent about why these prices are like they are if they're lower than they might normally be and that kind of brings me on to another point that i think is important which is if you have work in galleries or someone else is selling your work, you've got to be really careful <laughs> if you start <laughs> undercutting a gallery that you work with or having a studio sale. And this, again, was a huge consideration for me. At this point, it worked well because I have pulled back from working with a couple of galleries and one of the galleries I'm working with, I only have a couple of pieces in at the moment and they're very aware of my soon-to-be price jump. Um, again, just complete transparency and clarity with anyone else who might be affected by these decisions uh, around your sales prices. I think that's really enforces the uh, necessity of having a very strong reason to why yes. these specific works are discounted compared to those works over there which aren't. There has to be a strong justifiable reason as to why. Otherwise, you're quite right. Those gallery dealers are going to be very upset that you're selling exactly potentially the same 
pieces of the exact same work or clones for a completely different price. In terms of galleries as well, for those galleries um, that I sell in, I always allow the, the dealer, the owner, to have a little bit of wiggle room. It can often be quite good. That's true. Very strong gallery owners and dealers are often very strong salesmen. They know their customers very well. And if it means just dropping the price just a little bit in order for that customer to take that work home, for me, I'd rather that happen. Yeah. But I give the uh, the owner of the gallery a discretion, usually about 10%. Sometimes yeah. you can give them a little bit more. And I just say that in, in writing and verbally that, you know, by the way, you've got 10% wiggle room there if it is needed. And I, I trust them to use mm. that appropriately as opposed to sort of dishing it out um, for, for every single piece uh, as well. So that could be another way that you can do that. Yeah, that's a really good point, Pete, because I, I have the same approach with galleries I have worked in in the past or worked with. Uh, and it's that little bit of wiggle, wiggle room and just being clear up front. Um, and then interestingly, and I'm just, I'm just going to say this as a personal experience. Um, some galleries I've worked with had said, great, um, we'll split that discount. So we both take 5% off. Um, some galleries I've worked with, one in particular has always said, oh, if I do use that as a negotiating tactic, that comes out of my money. You still get paid the same amount. So I'm just, that's it's just, really nice. That's yeah. Really and good. it's a really nice gesture from the gallery because again, and a lot of this comes back to this thing. It's relationships. It's relationships with future buyers, relationships with previous buyers, relationships with galleries. And I guess ultimately what we're talking about here with the, with the discounts and the sales is a level of flexibility with everything that we do. It's a level of give and take, whether that is with your buyers, your gallery or with your prices and your work. You, you don't always have to be rigid. There's a, like a fluidity to how you can operate things as long as everyone knows where they stand and why things are being done. The other thing as well to think about in terms of where a discount may be appropriate is we all, of course, know particularly that the two-dimensional artists amongst us, the cost of framing and presenting your work. I also know things like uh, cases and cabinets as well for sculptures and ceramics and jewellery mm. as well. But if there's a way that you can certainly sell these pieces where you do not have the presentation uh, paraphernalia yeah. involved, so you're selling a painting unframed, of course, then you could potentially uh, reduce the cost because you could recycle that frame. The same with a presentation box mm. or a case if it was with a three-dimensional art as well. Again, that's a justifiable reason and appropriate where the, the price would be ever so slightly lowered. Mm. And another thing I do as a commissioned portrait artist is I sort of have a standard price list where I charge per head, how many heads I paint. Um, and, and the more heads I paint in, of course, the price continues to add on, but I will slightly discount it. So the more heads in, the greater the discounting, because I'm aware yes. that then it can often get astronomically expensive if I'm painting, say, a family of six people. So I wouldn't charge the cost of painting six heads. I would discount it appropriately to make it uh, yeah. fair and uh, more appropriate as well. And that also goes with the amount of information I paint uh, in it as well. That's whether it's a portrait or indeed uh, any other type of bespoke uh, commission uh, piece. Yeah, I completely forgot about commissions and that's a yeah really great opportunity again and I uh, I'm not dissimilar to you like I have like a base price but then I say to people and mine's a bit more fluid in that sense it's it's my if it's more complex then it might be a bit more than that if there's for some reason it's incredibly simple but the same size I might offer a little discount because it's just uh you know it's a simple burn on a white background versus you know five oxen or something like that even though the painting is the same size so that's also an opportunity to be a bit more fluid with your considerations 
Well, I think we've discussed this wonderful ways of discounting. Now, does it work? Now, in summary, Tom, <laughs> you've had this great sale. And how many paintings were up? Was it 300? Uh, over 300, I think pushing 330 paintings. 330 paintings. And your and your sale is up now. And the sale has been going for about a week or so. Oh, at this point, it's been a couple of weeks. And I think there's a couple of weeks left. Okay, so we're halfway through your sale. How many of these... 330 paintings have you sold? I think we are up to uh, 200, over, not less than 100 left. So we're over 230. So that's... Wow. Yeah. You've sold, oh yeah, almost two thirds. That's incredible. But some of those are very small and they sold for like 20 pounds, but there are loads of big ones that sold for many, many hundreds as well. But that's because of the opportunity to buy a slight discount and previous buyers have the 30% off and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, over 230 paintings sold as we stand in two weeks, which given where we are currently is amazing. That's fantastic. It works. It's proof that it works. And the only downside is your bonfire is going to be perhaps a little smaller than you imagined. It is quite quite a disappointingly small bonfire. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. So discounting our work can clearly be a great way to stimulate sales. And whilst it is a viable option, it's also very clear it needs to be carefully thought through as to whether or not it's the right thing. And then if it is, when and how we discount our work needs to be very carefully considered and weighed up. As is so often the case, and it's probably the most certain thing about all of this, is there's no one-size-fits-all approach. Well, thank you all for listening, and thank you so much, of course, for all your wonderful reviews and ratings, both on our website and on Apple Podcasts, because they really do help keep the podcast visible and free for everyone. What's that? You haven't done one yet? Go and do it right now. And finally, you can catch up with everything we've discussed during this episode and all our previous episodes on our dedicated website, askanartistpodcast.com. Did you know that Jackson's Art Supplies is more than just an art supplier? Alongside their extensive range of quality art materials, they have an incredible blog which is a perfect resource for us artists. Their blog features articles on a variety of topics, including specific material techniques, product reviews by established artists and manufacturers, and films where you get to hear from the material makers themselves. So if you're looking for a dose of creative inspiration, simply visit Jackson's brilliant blog at jacksonsart.com.